each and every week I talk to very interesting people. And the most important part is that I shouldn't be the only one hearing it. I really feel that if these people make sense to me, that everyone out there needs to hear it. So stay tuned, folks, and I hope you enjoy this newest weekly segment on Coach Business. Folks, this is the time of the show where we go out across the world and find someone who is interesting to me and or that I've known in the past. And this week is no exception. This week, we're going to go to Grand Haven, Michigan. And uh, those of you who've listened to the show for a while know that I was, uh, for four years, I had two two-year terms with the International Association of Registered Financial Consultants, the IARFC. And as I was president, one of my favorite board members was a guy named Michael Markey. And he's in, again, Grand Haven, Michigan. And he's got a very special announcement to share with us on the show, I think. But Michael, welcome in. Hey, nice to see you again. <laughs> now, you've always been outspoken, which I love, in the financial world. Let's talk about, uh, I want to I talk a little bit about the financial world, and then let's, uh, let's make a little announcement with you, and then weave it into a different world. So the financial world is pretty sure. confusing, isn't it? Spend a few minutes on the internet and you get lost in like a typhoon of financial information. One of the things I've seen in my almost 30 years in the financial arena is that there's the truth, there's lies, and then there's the middle ground. And I don't like middle ground because middle ground is where confusion happens. I mean, really, the financial planning is, is almost, there is a science that can be absolute as far as when we're trying to plan income for folks or make sure they get the right life insurance and make sure they have the right retirement plan. I mean, in your, in your career in the financial world, what have you seen misconception-wise, and what do you think has been your best achievement ever as far as talking somebody away from the confusion and getting them into the right plan? I think the biggest misconception is when somebody unilaterally says an entire product class is bad. Yep. And so you can see, like, a Ken Fisher says this, Dave Ramsey's done it. And when you say that, you're saying, you know, for the last, if that product's been around for 100 years, for the last 100 years, every commissioner in every department of insurance in every state, they've either been too stupid to see what you see, or they're all too corrupt. Yeah. You can even make the argument most, but all in every, you know, state and for every year, it's it's irrational. So, um, you know, I, I... I wrote a column for quite a while for advisors about Dave Ramsey. I, I wish I would have maybe tried to, um, it probably wouldn't have gone anywhere if I tried to make it nicer, but I, I do feel bad of going maybe as harsh as I was, but yeah. Well, it's, but again, it's, it's important that people get the truth and the truth is what really makes that uh, forms happiness in people's minds when, when you know, and this happens, you know, if you ever bought a car before, <laughs> if you do some research ahead of time yeah. and you really know what you're looking for, then after you buy the car, if friends of yours who know the car world say, hey, you got a good deal or that's a great car. Whereas on mm-hmm. the other side, they'll say, gosh, you paid what for that? <laughs> it's the same thing in the right. financial world. There's good, bad and ugly. The, yeah, really you, you buy a car. It's, it's never a good sign when your family goes, why? <laughs> you, you, why did you buy that? Well, I liked it, I thought. <laughs> then buyer's remorse sets in even faster when everybody doesn't right, like that. Right. All right, so you've uh, you've always been outspoken. That's what I love about you, and you've got a special announcement today. Yeah, so a few weeks ago, we announced that I'm running for governor in the great state of Michigan. Yeah. So we'll be traversing the state. We've actually got a team right now canvassing the state. One of the things you have to do is you got to get 15,000 validated signatures, which is a process in itself. So uh, as of early the week, you know, we've been, we, our team's been out for about two weeks and we're halfway there. That's good. So I think that it says something about, you know, the momentum and what people want to see. Yeah. Well, it's, I mean, I think, uh, well, what have you seen when you've been out there talking to folks uh, in Michigan? What, uh, what's the overall consensus is about uh, the direction we're going? Inflation. Yeah. People are just, it, it's killing them, especially retirees. 
just inflation is just hitting them hard. Well, you and your wife do a radio show, and we've done a show here in, in North Carolina across the nation uh, for the most part for about 17 years. And anytime we, in the past, we talked about inflation and even Social Security, people didn't really want to hear that conversation because, oh, we don't have infl inflation's here, but we don't, really, we don't feel it. People are feeling it now, aren't they? I've been warning people about inflation for over a decade, yep. almost laughed out of the room for a while, but it, it's simple <laughs> because it's a math term. It's called reversion to the mean. And it's like the moment you say math, everyone goes, oh, it's high school again. They just shut down. <laughs> but reversion to the mean basically means that if you have a, if your average is right here in the middle, if you have a period of time where it's way below the average, you're going to have a period of time where it's way above the average. Yep. That's how you get an average. <laughs> and so we had almost no inflation for a decade, which meant yep. at some point we're going to get hammered. And that's where we're at right now. It's a swing into the pendulum, but it's really swung fast and hard the other way, hasn't it? Right. Mm -hmm. And folks, we're talking to Michael Markey. He's uh, visiting uh, with us from Grand Haven, Michigan, and he's just announced to us, uh, he's, the, the announcement's been out a couple weeks, but he's running for governor in Michigan. What inspired you to want to run for office? Because, I mean, I've known you. You've been a pretty comfortable guy uh, in the financial world. Uh, you know, being a politician put a pretty big target on your back. Yeah, you know, I've <laughs> had that target on my back for a while. Um, <laughs> it actually happened two years ago, oddly enough. I was getting a coffee just like you probably have, sitting at the Starbucks, and a and I'm waiting in this long line. And it was right during President Trump's last year when we were pushing through Supreme Court justice. And Republicans were you know, shocked that Democrats were mad we were doing it. Yet four years earlier, we were telling them, no way are you going to do this. And I just sat there and I thought, what if I, in my marriage, I did the same thing? Like, what if I did whatever I wanted to do just anytime I had the power, meaning I had the checkbook? And we, my wife and I had some of this friction because there's been times where I wanted to buy something for the business where, let's be honest, there was a little bit of personal use that could, you know, in, in a legal way, but, you know, I just wanted it. Yeah. And she'd be like, no. And I'm like, who are you to say, no, this is a business expenditure. <laughs> but, you know, I realized that in a marriage that I had to work together and I had to admit fault sometimes when I didn't think I was wrong, but you had to care about the other person's feelings in order to accomplish more. And I mean, we've been so lucky and blessed. We've done far more than we ever thought we'd do because it, we've done it together. And I thought, wait a minute, look at politics. Oh, yeah. When was the, especially here in Michigan, we don't work together at all. I kind of joke like right now, you've got partisan voting. And it's like the moment one party has the power, why don't we just send the other party home? It's about what like, it's come to. We don't need, yeah. you know, <laughs> we can save some money. You can mow the yard and we'll go ahead and vote. Well, every now and then they find out some legislatures have gone home and still get paid, too. We've heard about that every now and then. That's a different right. story. <laughs> so being a governor is basically being the president of a state. And, uh, mm -hmm. But the big difference to me is the governors cannot uh, overextend their budget. Sort of like if, if the U.S. Uh, government overspends, they just print more money. You don't have a yeah. printing press in Michigan. So what's your plan for keeping the budget balanced and making everybody happy? Well, the, you know, the first thing that I want to do is I think that we need to, and I made this mistake myself too. I said, let's improve our education. And then I, I kind of, I got mad at myself because I, I sat there and I go, you know, as an ad, I used to play college baseball. I go, we never said, let's improve our record. Let's improve our hitting. No, it was, we're going to be number one in the league in X, Y, or Z. So I think Michigan needs to focus on being number one in education. We've got a lot of race tensions here, which I think are also class tensions. But if we... If we give everyone not just access but to, to educational uh, opportunities, but we create world-class, lead the nation, we're going to minimize and blast through a lot of these class tensions. Yep. We're going to lift that up. We're going to create revenue from that, but that's also going to create jobs. So it all comes down to it's this multiplication 
Um, so yeah, I, I agree. We can't just print money. Um, yeah. But quite frankly, who better than an advisor to understand that? Yeah. yeah. You know, I had somebody say, I, I wouldn't have thought of it this way, but you know, as, a, as an advisor helping retirees, what do we do? You've done it for years. We help people dream, first of all. Right. You've met somebody at some point who goes, hey, coach, I don't think I can retire, right? Oh, yeah, all the time. And so what do we do? We're like, well, no, let's let's define what retirement is. Right. Let's make a plan to get there. And then we help them accomplish that dream. So, you know, that's what we need to do in Michigan. We need to dream. Like, people come in with a plan. They go, we're going to make education better. No, we need to dream. A dream is let's make it number one. Yep. And then we put a plan together to do it. Well, Tom Brady's famous for saying, let's go, before he runs out on the field or during the game. Yeah. Let's go. Well, why uh, a good slogan be, let's win? Because that's yeah. uh, what you're aiming for. Let's win. I mean, winning all the time, that's that's the best strategy ever. I know Donald Trump had a book that had a title. I think winning is in the title of that book, too, because, like okay. I said, if you're not winning, you're losing, right? So, I mean, winning right. is better. Winning with the financial life, too, is important. Winning in the political life is important, too. I just think that, uh, you know, it, it is amazing to talk to people on the state level when they manage a state government compared to the federal government. Federal government seems to have no worries. Again, they just send the tax collector out again and or print more right. money. State government's yeah. a little tougher. You start raising the taxes in the state and the industry moves away. We, see, we saw mm -hmm. that happen in a, in a county in North Carolina I grew up in. The county raised taxes to the point where all the industry left. And now the county is the 100th. Right. We have 100 counties here in North Carolina. It is the 100th poorest county in the state. That's where, I, that's where I went to high school and grade school and all that. Nothing to brag about, but it's not fun right. to watch that. But, but we could see it, it almost developing in slow motion. You raise taxes on industry, industry leaves. Mm -hmm. Nobody to tax anymore, and then everybody else leaves too. Or the people that stay can't support the government they have. So it's just—I'm proud of you for what you're doing. Uh, what's your? We've got a, a couple more minutes now. What, what are two of your main campaign planks? So campaign point, I, I, obviously number one in education, um, but we want to bring people back together. I think that you know I, a lot of my clients are split. They're not all Republican. They're not all Democrat. I think we're more alike than we are different. I had somebody a couple years ago. And he goes, well, Mike, you know, the problem with you Republicans, I said, all right, what's that? <laughs> and he goes, you guys don't believe in a living wage. I said, well, what does that mean? He goes, well, minimum wage should be a living wage. I said, I think you're defining the problem incorrectly. He goes, what do you mean? I go, um, do you want minimum wage to be a living wage or do you just want more people to at least have access? If they're willing to work hard, that they should be able to make a living wage. They should be able to, you know, retire and have vacation and have some things. He goes, well, yeah, that's what I want. I go, great. See, the moment we say it's a minimum wage, now you separate people and said, let's identify what the actual problem is, which is how do we get everyone who wants it, who's willing to work hard, to have a living wage? Then we work together to come up with ideas. Because, you know, here's the thing. You talk about Tom Brady. I'm yet to remember any national champion uh, sports team that did it with just offense or just defense. They, you know, they might have a great defense and a mediocre offense, but they always have both yep. to make it work. And so we need both. We got to get Republicans to start talking to Democrats and Democrats start talking about with Republicans. If we want to, if we really want to make Michigan great, if we really want to win in education and economy, we have to get all our best minds working in the same direction. Yeah, then the momentum there would be a lot better than fighting constantly pulling, uh, playing the tug-of-war right. game. I mean, tug-of-war, nobody wins yeah. a tug-of-war. And uh, though I think it was a squid games I watched. Everybody lost a tug-of-war on one side, too. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm glad I never played tug-of-war like that. So, uh, well, right. you know, one-minute wrap-up here. Uh, what is, if you do get into governor, 
as a governor, what what are what would be the first two? I know you want to fix education or get it going good and mm -hmm. and uh, make sure that you know we can talk that have that wage talk or have the work talk. But what are some of the things you think you can accomplish in the first year realistically? I think right away, very fast. People say, "How, Mike? How could you actually bring people together?" I had one person challenge me. He goes, "Can you make your kids not fight?" I go, "Yeah, I just put them in different rooms. Done." <laughs> <laughs> but one of the ways to do it is my dad always said, "Locks keep honest people honest." I do believe most people in politics that you got your outliers, but most are trying to do good, but we need some locks to keep honest people honest. Yep. And so what we need to do is when we have these negotiations, put it on TV. It, I hope it would be the most boring TV you'd watch because it's just a bunch of people being polite and talking. <laughs> yep. But you want to, you know, the, the issue is we need to be accountable and transparent with that so that when people aren't working in Michigan's best interest, we can be like, Hey, you don't have to take it from me. We don't have to sling mud. You saw it. We sat here, tried to have a conversation, and all we got was, you know, irrational rhetoric. So that would be right away. Well, here's one final thought. I, I, I should have asked this earlier, but we, we, we still have, a, like, about 30 seconds here. Your ideas on Congress being able to insider trade like they've been doing for, for years and getting away with it. Gone. Yeah, get rid of it, right? It's, it's not fair, man. I mean, I mean, look at some of the people that have became multimillionaires because they they're have trading on inside information. They're sharing that information with their friends. Don't think they're not sharing it with their friends and family, too. Right. And so you're against that, too, right? It's crazy. Absolutely. It's crazy. Yes. Okay, folks, Michael Markey running for governor of Michigan. Michael, good to see you. I hope we have you on again in the future. Thanks. Folks, we'll be right back after this.